Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to downtown Wyckoff via downtown Matawan. My name is Jimmy Palumbo, and this is live, the Jimmy Palumbo podcast, coming to you from the undefeated media studios via Chop Sports Media Studios in downtown Matawan, New Jersey. And Doug Friedman sitting here to my right. He's behind one glass. Because, uh, as you know, Jimmy Plumbo is famous for having a lot of glass. And behind the glass for the first time in a very long time, your friend and mine, Mr. Dave Sturchill from Chop Sports Media. Now, just to let you guys know what a huge conglomerate I am, <laughs> when, when my co-host texted me last night at 11 o'clock to discuss our show, a little prep, we never do it, and then I get a text from Dave, not the, not the normal co-host, but a co-owner of Chop Sports saying, hey, uh, Jimmy, Chris is out. What do you, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I was like Aaron Boone. I penciled him in. It was on the side of the dugout. I walk away, and now they're telling me, like, you know, Stanton can't play. Like, well, where is he? He was fine five seconds ago. Um, so, yes, Dave Sturchill is here. Chris had some division of motor vehicle issues. Uh, we don't know what they are. We have our uh, We have our roving yes reporter trying to find that out. Um, I don't want to give out personal information. Well, I mean, I know I just tried to get an oil change today, and everyone's backed up 10 weeks. I can't get an oil change. I don't okay. know what Chris is going through. But oh, he, he had to set this. To get his oh, license changed. Oh, that's probably even worse. Oh, or he didn't yes. have his license, or maybe he lost his license. We he don't had know. to set this appointment weeks weeks ago. He, months ago, he had to set this thing up. So that's why he – and he, he texted me this morning at 7 a.m. My eyes just opened up, and I was like, what's up, man? And he's like – Hey, uh, today's my DMV day. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was like, all right, time to get to the studio a little earlier today. Yep. And those of you know that Chris and Dave do a morning show, a morning show, a mid 11 a.m. show, uh, Chop Sports Show, daily show on YouTube and Facebook and all the other crap. So when Chris is out for his show, which I don't mind, it's his show. If he misses it, he deals with it. I didn't get a text or anything. If I didn't look at my phone, I would have strolled in here and I would have, of course, I would have had Doug behind the glass. Um, as a matter of fact, he's jonesing. Doug is dying to be a co-host for one show. I have to throw him a bone. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure Chris or you will be busy one day. Um, oh, oh, don't get it twisted. We're 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 busy every day. <laughs> so yeah, don't get it twisted. I, well, I'm saying just to be able to do my show for an hour, mm. which shouldn't ruin you. But of course, now uh, this is Dave Sturcho with Jimmy Palumbo alongside Doug Freeman, Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. We are here for show number sixty-six. And those of you scoring at home, you know that I do number the shows after some players. Now, I was going to go with uh, Kyle Higashiyoka, whatever that guy, the catcher on the Yankees. Like Unfortunately, it. he's another guy, and we're going to get into this later on, who everybody loves. You know, Sanchez left. Everybody hated Sanchez. Here comes Kyle. Good-looking fella. Everybody loves him. He hit like 17 home runs in 14 games in preseason. <laughs> and now he's batting about 113 and he it's he's the if you google when this when the bench player has to start every day it's just a picture of him Kyle Higashioka uh, but I wasn't going to use him because I had to go with a guy listen we're in the 60s now um not my age although I'm dangerously close to that <laughs> uh, I in uh, your way <laughs> yeah we're, we're, the 60s have been like funny awful but we've actually had, I think we're having more fun how bad the, there's really no one to go with and they're just the offensive linemen I I had to go with the guy because I didn't realize um how I'm not saying how good he was he was a solid player but listen I gotta go with David deal starting left tackle on the Giants for about uh, nine ten years something like that 
Uh, he won two Super Bowls. I think he made the Pro Bowl one year. He's a Big Ten guy uh, from Illinois, so I'm a, I'm a Big Ten guy now. He's a fifth-round draft pick. He played from like 2003, 2013, about 10 years. Um, his rookie year, he started all 16 games. That's not done very much. I mean, I'm sure it's been it's been done, but it's not a common thing. Um, and he's one of those players that like, hey, look, man, like he won two Super Bowls. He was on every play during the 10 years. And his number is 66. And I have a shitty little podcast called The Jimmy Plumbo Show. And I think he deserves to get that over Kyle Higashioka. And that's his number, 66, David. Now, I call him David uh, Gavadil because I think it's like Gavadil and Broccoli. So, uh, like, it would be so great if there was a last name Broccoli guy on the offensive line. Like, <laughs> David Gavadil and Broccoli on the right side. Uh, <laughs> that's my guy, number 66. He's, he's a good dude. I, he's a local dude. I know him. I right. trained with him at a local, I don't know if you heard of Franco's or Freak Strength. He trains around here. He's a good dude. He's a yeah, I'm good choice. Sure he's a no, guy. actually, I, I completely disagree. Um, <laughs> I was, listen, I, I interned with the New York football giants as a Cowboys fan. Uh, I interned with the, with, the Cowboy, uh, with the Giants in 2007. So oh, I was there for the Super Bowl working. year. So I was there for the Super Bowl year, and I met one of the first players I interacted with was David Deal. And this was in training camp when they used to have training camp up in Albany, New York. And I'm, I'm, I'm running around with the cameras because I'm on the production team as an intern. And I get behind the bench, and I'm trying to get a good shot of a lot of the, uh, the players drinking the water. You know, the, like the hose that comes out, and it's right. just like constantly coming out of the water. So I got a great shot of David Deal, right? And I'm like, wow, you know, this will be great for B-roll. This will be great for whatever right. we need to use it for. He looks at me. He says, what are you looking at? I said, I'm just getting some footage, Dave. Thanks. He takes the water and he sprays it at me and gets the camera all wet and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> like by Steve Venditti, Venditti like, and the Diddy New York Giants. Yes. So this guy. So for that, for that on, I called him David Dickhead. <laughs> Going forward, I'm like, I don't <laughs> okay. like this guy at all. Well, listen. The bottom line is though, I actually got in touch with David Deal and I said, Hey, do you remember squirting someone's camera when he was <laughs> an intern there working? Probably at not. He was only nine years old at the time. I <laughs> named David Sturcio. And he goes, yeah, I'll tell you why. Because I was so pissed that the, the Giants had the balls to hire a huge cowboy man. I walk, <laughs> Listen, I walked right into that interview with a massive star on my truck. Uh, just goes, you know what? So the and fact that they still hired me after that, that's on them, just, not me. Just, it's the reason why the Giants have stunk in the last 10 years. Because they hired <laughs> cowboy men. As some of you don't know, Dave Sturcio, we have a running gag. He's a big cowboy fan. And Chris is a big Packer fan. Of course, because I live in this area, I'm the normal, <laughs> you know, typical regular Giant fan. Right. But uh, so Dave's a big Cowboy fan. I always laugh like, how could you work for the Giants? Such an intimate thing you have to be. And I because I, I could never. I, you know what? Actually, at 57 years old, if the Cowboys if the Cowboys hired me to do anything, I'd be like, sure, I'm all yeah, in. Exactly. Like, I would be like, good evening, everybody. Alongside Jerry Jones, the best owner in football. <laughs> Tony Romo getting involved here. <laughs> but you when you're younger, it. you're like, I'm not going to work for the Cowboys. I'm not going to work for the Cowboys. So anyway, number 66, do you have anybody? I know it's last minute. I don't know. I, no, listen, I got one of my favorite players growing up. I, was a, I played offensive line growing up, so I was always a big fan of the offensive line. And the NFL has gone soft since, you know, whatever. Me me and Jimmy are in the same wavelength when it comes to the NBA and the NFL. Like, better in the 80s, better in the 90s. Just Can't grittier battle, players. Yeah, everybody's protected. It stinks. Number 66 of the Dallas Cowboys offensive line was Kevin Gogan. He was I, an absolute bully. 
Um, I, I love the. He played. What, what years did he play? I remember he that. played uh, late eighties, early nineties, into the mid nineties. He played for the Raiders. He played for the Cowboys. Um, so he's like he was a 10 in that year, mix of guy, right? Yeah, he was a long term guy. Um, but like, again, again, gritty. We'll probably call you things in a locker room that you can get like arrested for a hate speech at this point, you know. So he was that guy, and uh, he was my guy, man. I, I loved watching him grow up. He was gritty, and he would gouge your eyes out on the offensive line without even That's, any remorse. And his name was uh, last name was Gogan. Gogan, yeah, Kevin Gogan. Kevin Gogan. All right. Well, listen, listen. As normal, uh, Chris, of course, always goes with a shitty Packer, um, <laughs> and and Dave goes with a shitty Cowboy, even you know, though the players they use are not shitty. You know um, what the problem is when you get into the the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, right? The eighties is going to be easy because there's like a bunch of wide receivers and stuff. But like in the seventies, like you're going to run into a lot of like one or two day Yankees. Remember when they call you up well, and they just give you they slap a number on you <laughs> because they well, got nothing I gotta, left. I, 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 so I can't believe you just brought this up because I was going to discuss something. I, of course, go to this website. There's some website called Yankee Numbers or something. You type in the number or the year, whatever you want. Type in the year and it give you anybody, all numbers from one to, you know, to, to 100. And so I type in 66 and what comes up in 1981, 82, and 83 is Steve Balboni. One oh, of my favorites, really? Steve Balboni. Of course, now Steve Balboni, who struck out, almost every time up would be like Pete Rose compared to Gallup. Okay. But it said his number was 66. And I said to myself, I don't remember. I think his number was 50. Um, so of course you go on Google and you type in images. I literally just to show you guys, listen, some of you scoring at home, the prep work that goes on for the show. I spent 16 minutes of my life, which I'll never get back. searching through <laughs> Pinterest and Google images looking for Steve Balboni, whether or not he wore number 66, and there's you, no proof. So you, just aged has, yourself, you just aged yourself by calling it Pinterest. Anyway, it's like a Twitter. So Twigger. the bottom line is, if anybody I would have done 66 would have been Steve Balboni. Okay. But I can't find proof except from this website, which is very accurate. Um, so anyway, that's so that's it. We got Kevin Guggen and, uh, David Gavadil and Broccoli from the New York Giants. So that's it. So this is show number 66. As you well know, I've had a weight situation. Uh, by the way, I'm wearing my Corona construction softball shirt the final year. A little snug, a um, little snug on you. <laughs> no, that's actually, that's a man. That's a man. That's a man. It was more snug about three months ago. Uh, but it's definitely, definitely not, uh, not fully loose. I'm blousing properly. Um, the uh, I'm wearing that because I couldn't play uh, softball on Sunday due to something I'll talk about later. And so I figured I'd be wearing a Corona shirt. My dad's company, we were in the league since 1967. I don't think there's a softball team in New Jersey that had a team that long. But we got to discuss my weight, which is sponsored by your friend and mine, Absolute Eyewear. Now, it's great to – now, if you notice, and listen, my job is to educate the American public. It's also to educate Chris and Dave at Chop Sports because I am the liaison. The bottom line is they both can't see. Okay, mm -hmm. no. I this is important. I don't know what mm. your vision's like. They both can't see, but one of their favorite sponsors is Absolute Eyewear, <laughs> and they both refuse to go there. And get glasses. It's, not, it's not a refuse. I have glasses. I just don't wear them on the show. But you're both squinting. <laughs> well, I got rid of the. We got but rid of the TV. We got rid of the well, TV. You're you're, you're a little bit. Uh, you're better than Chris is with, with the screen. But Chris can't oh, he's, see he's anything. Hard. He's, he's, he's like complete that. The whole time. Anyway, <laughs> now, just be, just I, I'm throwing them under the bus, but I have to throw myself under the bus because I have the balls 
for Absolute Eyewear to sponsor my weight loss segment of the show, which which that is like a slip. Like if I was a corporate media guy, I'd be like, wait a minute. You're not, we're not sponsoring anything to do with Jimmy Plumbo's weight. That's a slippery fat slope. <laughs> like, what if I just ballooned up like, you know, Bone Crusher Smith in between fights in the eighties? I would be like, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm a young Esteban de Jesus. I mean, I gotta get going here. So, but of course it's sponsored by Absolute Eyewear and uh, which is owned by Craig and Janine Michaud. They are opticians in Woodbridge, New Jersey. And they are, as I put my glasses on, which Craig gave me, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Family owned, uh, brother and sister. And they're closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Now, Dave, why are they closed on Wednesdays? Because uh, of softball. And why are they closed on Sundays? Because of Giants football. There you go. You know what the research Dave does to do these shows? I tell you what, that was an easy wide open three. But, you know, I could have. Now, if I would have said Sunday first, I'd throw you off a little bit. But yeah, I, I, listen, I listened to the show enough. This is a 66 go around. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So, you got to go down to Absolute Eyewear. They have Ray-Ban coach Ralph Lauren. Jimmy Choo, which I know you love that one. Favorite one. <laughs> I heard that like Thanksgiving dinner. You just out of nowhere just said Jimmy Choo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I forget where I was. But yeah, I was like, somebody said it. I was like, and I just repeated it immediately. And they're like, what did you say? I'm like, nothing. Never mind. <laughs> you will get it. Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. I do Bob Shepard with that. I used to do different announcers. I think maybe next week I'll go back. Maybe I'll do it as Jim Gordon, old giant announcer. But you get $100 off a complete pair of prescription eyeglasses when you mention this wonderful podcast. Uh, go check them out. And, you know, I always say this. Craig and Johnny are really good. And my mother uses them. That Woodbridge Township uses them. A lot of people love them when you go in there. And the best thing, their slogan should be, I can't get this incorporated, their slogan should be, when you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. I wish I was like, I wish I was like a huge spokesman. And that would be like the late night ad. When you go to Absolute Eyewear, you don't feel like a jerk off. Good evening, everybody. 1-800-ABSOLUTE. To, to add that in, just, you know, because I, I love Craig and Janine, and especially Janine, she's just a constant contributor to Chop Sports, and we can't thank her enough. I will add to your read that they have introduced a new uh, member to their starting lineup, and that's Oakley, ladies yes, and gentlemen. I Oakley. was going to get around to that, and I, and I thought it meant that Charles Oakley was going to stop by the store, but they actually <laughs> have Oakley sunglasses. And you know what's great? They have so many. They have all the cool sunglasses that I can't afford. Even though oh, their prices are really good, I look at some of these glasses. I mean, you know, you ever see you see someone like when I went skiing, people wearing these sunglasses skiing. I'm like, yeah, hey, I got them on sale for seven hundred bucks. I'm like, my car is <laughs> worth seven hundred bucks. <laughs> what am I going to do? Wear my car as, as sunglasses? Uh, but no, Absolute Eyewear has budgets for all. Believe me, if I shop there, they have budgets for everybody. Very true. Um, Very true. Especially our Chop Sports Media. Uh, uh, fan group as they say but go check them out they're great people 732-326-3937 call them up and tell them jimmy palumbo sent you all right well now listen i'm not dealing with chris today um in terms of my weight loss i'll deal with dave uh but dave has uh, been working out he looks he looks like he's in shape he has 11 kids now so he has to lose weight for each kid yeah. um it's not true he has two kids now last week i came in at 197.9 which was a decent loss weight from the week before. But I had a bad week, bad week. And Chris and I decided that I can never go over 200 again, ever. You didn't That's gain three pounds in a week, did you? No, no, no. What I, <laughs> I was going to say, holy okay. shit. Okay. I came now. So the rule is I always have to lose weight. 
But if I ever go over 200 again, the segment ends. It's a good <laughs> rule. It's a good rule. Okay. Now, I'm willing to bet at one point during this week, the segment was gone. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I ended up eating at places I shouldn't have been. But the only thing that saved me was my calorie burning. I was playing pickleball, long walks. I was doing stuff in my apartment, sweating like a pig, didn't have the air conditioning on. So the exercise- the As a penalty to yourself? <laughs> it's like, so my, my, I ended up the worst, my sister made me do this segment. Okay. And she, um, but now every time I go out to dinner with my sister, I feel like I'm going out with the president of the United States. Cause like <laughs> I, I was starving and I got myself, we ended up at an outback and I got a piece of steak, the size of this, uh, this studio. And she's like, why can't you just get the salmon? I'm like, I don't want salmon, right? Because I'm not the outback. That's why. <laughs> the outback, there's no fish in, in Australia. So <laughs> it's like I got this huge piece of steak. It was horrible. But I, I, I came in this week officially. My weight this week was 197.0. So I lost 0.9 pounds, which Chris would say, that means you just didn't have water this morning. You would have gone over. But still, yeah. I came so, in. So, you're, so you haven't broken your fast from today yet, no, huh? I haven't <laughs> I mean, eaten a thing yet. I came in, <laughs> and that's where I'm at. Like I said, I had a shitty week eating. I ended up at uh, different events. and uh, uh, But I ate good at home. I just ate out. When you eat out, you can't do it. You just no, can't do it. You want to enjoy yourself, too. You don't right. want to be like... I feel like every time you would go out with your sister, like, you're like, I'll have the steak, and she'll just rebuttal, like, he'll have the salad. I know. <laughs> like, she's, she's rooting for you, but she's also, like, com- like controlling and, your life. And you know what happens when you go to Outback. You have to get at least three blooming onions to the I table. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're all over the place. Whoever came up with that, I would love to talk about There's always these documentaries on Netflix. I want to do a documentary called, called Bloomin' Onion, and I just want to cut to the guy who one day said, hey, why don't we take these onions, probably the ones that are laying around, get ready to run, and let's slice them into this weird fucking bouquet, and then add <laughs> tons of oil, salt, garlic salt, and every delicious spice we could possibly do. It. Easy, and easy, and then charge twenty four ninety nine. Charge twenty five bucks for an onion that costs six cents, mm-hmm. and make it call it the blooming onion. Wow! And let's see how they work. And then, because nobody eats onions, it's it, it's an onion. Who eats an onion? I mean, I like onions, but you don't yeah, eat onions. Onions are good like, for flavor, but I, don't, I wouldn't go chomping in the one. <laughs> you know what? You get that blooming onion to the table, and they got that special orange sauce, which really, it literally, I found out, it has 7 million calories per half <laughs> tablespoon. Okay? And I was like, but you got to have the blooming onion with the, you got to do the dip in it like that, which is like, and you can even see, like, the waitress gave me a look like, look at these fat losers getting the like, the outback is not exactly like high living you know what i mean it's like, no it's like people are like well i'm going to get italian tonight where are you going the olive garden yeah <laughs> like, exactly. it's the olive garden of steakhouses and and even walking in nobody feels good walking into an outback it's always because you're right on a highway you see the big orange sign and you pull in there because they serve the kitchens open till 10 which every kitchen now closes at like 4 p.m for some reason and you go in there, you just feel like a loot. It's like going to Kohl's, same thing. Uh, you know, you just go in there. It's, just, it's different. But then you get the blooming onion. And at one point, while you're eating the blooming onion, you're like, this is the greatest tasting item ever in the history of mankind. Like, I say this, the same thing. Like, I, don't go, I don't go to Olive Garden anymore. But when I do and I have the breadsticks, I'm like, these are the greatest breadsticks I've ever had in my life. So <laughs> the, 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 it's, it's unlimited. Probably, and what's great about it is 100% chemical. And you don't care. <laughs> it tastes delicious. And so let's, uh, you know what we should do? See, you and I are creative souls. Why don't we open up a restaurant called 
breadsticks from Olive Garden and the Bloomin' Onion. And all we serve Bloomin' breadsticks. All we serve is like <laughs> shitty old man's beer, like Schlitz and Paps and all that. And just Bloomin' Onions and breadsticks all over the place. $25 for the Bloomin' Onion, $25, as many breadsticks that as you want. That is a a drunk man's dream. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, the, we'll be the late night spot that you yeah, go Yeah, late night. Well, no, we're only open from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's exactly. it. It's open to 10 p.m., 2 a.m. Two, two items on the menu, make it nice and easy. Yeah. You're only, only beer on tap, no IPAs, right. all just like, we, we want you to shit your brains out the next day. <laughs> you um, and the porcelain yeah. are going to be friends tomorrow. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, that blooming onion. What a, what a delicious idea! So I want to do a documentary on what, how that how that came up. I'm sure uh, somebody's gonna like Google me or you Google me or text me saying, "Jimmy, the like, guy named Ray Smith in uh, Idaho invented like." <laughs> I was like, I want to know. Actually, like, uh, would... It's named after Mrs. Bloom <laughs> and Mr. Onion. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe from, it wrong the whole time. from Bloomington, Indiana. We yeah. Need to... If anybody out there wants to contact me or Chop Sports or Undefeated Media, how the Bloomin' Onion thing came. It's the greatest thing ever. So I went there with her, and, uh, you know, that's what. But listen, I lost a little weight, not much. And next week, I hope to come back even stronger. Maybe I'm due for like a five- or six-pound week. One of these weeks, I got to hit it. Um, I really want to get under 195, but I just can't seem to get there. Plus, I got Father's Day coming. I'll probably get a steak. Oh, yeah, you're going to splurge on Father's Day. So that's it on that. So I lost only a very 0.9 pounds, which is embarrassing. But what are you going to do? At least I lost. Loss is a loss, man. And that's sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. Now, uh, sports, I'll be brief. Um, I'm never brief on the sports, I guess. But uh, my Rangers, I know, Dave, you're a big Ranger fan. Uh, you said listen, my Rangers? Is that what you just said? Yeah. I, I, I signed up for, you know. The, the playoff was, package? <laughs> I signed up for the 30-day Ranger package, yeah. which means you, you're allowed to be a Ranger fan. I didn't buy the jersey. Everybody stop now. I didn't buy a jersey. I still only know four players, and um, I bought the 30-day package, and it was a wonderful package. <laughs> I enjoyed my 30 days. Now, I differ than everybody else on this, and this is where the Jimmy Palumbo comes out. I do not want to hear about, hey, you know what? Tampa Bay, they want two in a row. They're much better. No. Dave, you have to greet me on this. When you're up 2-0 in any sport, any series, anywhere in the world, you can't lose four games to two. Sorry. Can't do it. We yeah. just lose our live no, right? right? You can't lose. You can't do that. It's, uh... You can't lose four yeah, whether it's basketball, lacrosse, which God forbid I have to watch, watch seven games of that. I, it's just you cannot lose four in a row. And I love Igor, but it was and without him, the Rangers wouldn't have been. He's a great player. And he's young. And I love him. But like, why does it seem like and the Rangers tie the score and eleven seconds later, and Tampa Bay, you're actually eating your blooming onion and outback, which is where I was, and I'm enjoying my blooming onion, and they're showing a highlight. My sister goes, Oh, I think Tampa Bay scored. I'm like, no, Rangers just scored like 30 seconds ago. And then boom, it's two to one. I couldn't even I yeah, I couldn't even get my text back to my brother because we text during the game. If he's at home and I'm at home, we're texting in the game. I couldn't even get my text off. Like it was bad. And that seemed to happen 40 seconds left to go. They scored two minutes left to go. So yes, did the Rangers play well and tough? Yes. But you know what? If it was just like one one, two one, you know, that kind of thing, I'd say, okay, they lost six. You can't go up 2-0 and lose because you aggravate shitty fans like me who won't be back. The other thing, which I know you guys talked about on the show, I'm sure you did. Um, did you see the video of the of the Tampa Bay fan getting hit? Yeah. Punch? Yeah. Okay. First of all, I I love 
to me, that is a a ruination, where my father invented, of the ball-breaking code. Okay, when you go to a game and you're not, you know, 12, the, it's fun to go and bust balls with your buddies. If you see a guy in front of you, I do it at Giant games because when the Giants play the Cowboys in the last, like, 10 years, Giants think there's way more Cowboy fans there. And it's fun to sit and bust balls with the Cowboys, much like me and you do, right? You have fun. But the minute it goes to be, like, like physically where you're going to, like, violate, attack me, in other words, it's it's it violates the ball breaking that you can do with an opposing fan, and this guy just dropped this guy with a a lethal could have killed him if he hit him in the right spot. His nose would have shattered his nose, and the guy went down like you know completely out. Um, and then I heard they ran after him, and he hit the guy. He said, "Hey, whoa, whoa, dude, you can't do it." The guy hit that guy. I heard there's two separate lawsuits. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear anything about the second hit, but that first hit, man, like vicious. That guy, I mean, come on, that guy man. went limp and he went down fast. And I, I worried about the the landing on the back of the head to the floor. Yeah, like that's, that could kill. That's how you usually die when you yeah. do that. So you, uh, look, I, listen, I'll ball bust with the best of them. If I'm at the Garden or I'm at or I'm at Giant Stadium, even when I'm at Giant Stadium, like I know which guys that I can bust balls with. But there's always yeah, that those yeah, those rotten know. apples, man, that just. They, they ruin it for everybody, and, and that guy was just a total piece of garbage. And, you know, look, if he's having a bad day, his girlfriend left him, whatever. The Rangers just lost a, a hockey game. I usually, like, there's been plenty of times where I walked out of a stadium and my team lost. I'm not looking to fight. I'm not looking to knock somebody out. Like, I walk out of a Rutgers game. I'm looking. For, I'm looking for you know suicide prevention. And that's and what I'm saying. Like sudden, like a Rutgers. A Rutgers get gets trounced. If, if Rutgers gets trounced by, looking? he wasn't even looking. Right? Wasn't even looking. It was no, and well, knows. the thing is, he, it was, wasn't that he was looking. He was looking forward, and the other guy who hit him just turned around, cold cocked him. He's got a beer in his hand, so you could tell, like he might have, he might have said, like, "Yeah, hey, how about them Rangers or whatever." It doesn't matter what yeah, it, it is. It doesn't matter the what guy, he said. It, right. The fact that the guy and turned around you, and cold cocked him is just a professional loser. When your team loses like that. And you got one guy wearing a fucking Tampa Bay shirt. You got to give the guy respect. It's like, you know what? He came all the way to the game, sat his fat ass, his team won. And you can, you can bust his balls, but like there was nothing. No Ranger fan should have said a word. The team beat the Rangers. And so he's walking down. Maybe he was saying some jive. It doesn't matter. But to hit a guy like that just is uh, – And then I, I did read a quote from the, the guy who the, – the kid who got arrested. His father said something like, you're not asking me to defend because there's nothing to defend. We live our life with choices. So even the father was like, I'm not going to defend this. They found the dad? Yeah, he's from Staten Island. Oh, and his fuck. quote was, I'm not going to defend this. Which, if I, I tell you what, if I was a dad and my kid did that, I'd be like, uh, you know, well, well, I'll lawyer up, you know, but I'm not going to publicly say. I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, he just said, I'm not defending it, which is very good. Anyway, Rangers lost. It was a bummer. I was enjoying it. Um, I was looking forward to another extending my 30 day package uh, and watching for another 10 days. Yeah, it was rough, um, man. Another great thing, and I know Dave's totally agree with me on this. What's great about the NHL, you play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. The NBA goes Monday, the following Tuesday, <laughs> three weeks later, game three. And God forbid, I, like, if you're playing, like, if Golden State has to play, like, the, the, the Washington Bullets, then, you know, I don't think they're called the Washington Bullets anymore. No, not anymore. But, yeah. but I'm saying, I, like, yeah. they, they, 
it'll be the NBA finals just go on and on. And so my Rangers lost. I'll, I'll talk briefly about the NBA finals, but it's just, it's just so horrific. I, because the games aren't close. I hate a series, even though it's tied two two. So people go, Oh, it's a great series. It's like blowout, 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 blowout. So I guarantee you it'll be blowout maybe the other way and blowout back. I just imagine trying to uh, bet it. No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I couldn't get near it. And also, you know, you shouldn't uh, uh, listen. Curry just shoots threes. I don't. I would if I was a coach, I would be like again. It's the same thing with uh, who was the little the little wide receiver on the Patriots years ago that Julian like Edelman. Everything. Right, and who is, I would just say, say listen, and and like the guy on the Packers, uh, Jordy Adams, Jordy. Oh, all right, yeah. I would be like, listen, all eleven players guard Curry. Leave, <laughs> in other words, all five guys cover Curry. Leave the other four guys wide open under the rim. If he gets the pass <laughs> off, they score, but they only score two. Like, just don't let. Don't Curry die by shoot. the three. Like just don't let him shoot. Just don't, I don't care if we lose. If we, I think we can win the game like one ninety to one eighty five if we do it this way. Because if you let this guy get near the ball, he's so incredible. I can't stand him, but now I like him because he's getting older. He's got a little. I almost get. He looks a little fatter, even even though he's not. And I'm like, I'm gonna. Again, you know how I feel. I'm, I don't. I'm I, I don't like Curry. what. Yeah, I don't like what he's done to to the youth uh, of basketball player. I used to work in the school system. You used to be a substitute teacher. You know, like these kids, they're coming up and streets. they're coming up and all they want. Yeah, all they want to do is launch three pointers. And it's like they're they, they're like I'm like I I remember telling one kid it was only like three four years ago. I remember telling the kid after he shot a three, I said follow your shot. He goes, what does that mean? I said I what. Like that's that's where I'm, that's where we're at. Like you got the guy Curry gets the ball. He's at half court stripe and he's trying to chuck up this and he drains it. So all these kids are like, oh, I can do that. You know what I mean? Like it's, nobody knows what a post, high nobody knows how to post up anymore. It's like no, what are we doing? no post up player. You're getting drafted in like the eleventh round. Right, three days later. <laughs> right. It's awful. And, and, and what bothers me even more about the NBA Finals, there's great players on the court, and they're either I shouldn't say the finals, the last two rounds. They're either ex-Knicks, like we don't have, the Knicks haven't had a guy like Curry ever in the history of the, I miss maybe Frazier in the 70s. Like the Knicks, I watch an NBA game and I get annoyed at how shitty the Knicks are. I, don't, I know you're a Knicks fan. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're like, you watch the game going, the Knicks can't do that ever. The Knicks can't score 45 points in the fourth quarter to overtake a 12-point lead. The Knicks start, when the Knicks are down by 12 in the fourth quarter, they lose by 25. I, I, mean, I just yeah. can't. I had this it's argument. I had this argument. You, you know, Kyle. I, I had this argument with Kyle. He's excited about the Knicks' future, and I said, "Well, because he was right. he was comparing it to the Rangers. The Rangers are a very young team. They have, and I said, I said the Rangers got some young, you know, pieces, and they'll be fine. Like I think they'll even get better." He's like, "Well, that's being a hypocrite because you're not you're you're not saying the same thing about the Knicks. They're very young too." I said, "Bro, two years ago they were the four seed, and we were going nuts right. about it, and then they missed the playoffs the following year." That's why I'm not excited about it because no, they just completely I, fell off. No one's excited. What jersey are you running out to get? Uh, uh, for, you know, please. I, I, I can't believe what, you know. It's it's June, and we're talking about the Knicks, which we have to because I know you're a Knicks fan and you get <laughs> aggravated like I do. Like I do. The Knicks had third. I, I I added it up. The Knicks were exciting in the last two years for 38 days. I ended up like there was Total. a little 38 day period. We were like, the Knicks are back, but they were never back. It was like, it was, it's like doing drugs. It's, we're in the sweet, we're in the sweepstakes for all the free agents. Like it, it's now a destination <laughs> to be at the garden. Like 
No, it's not. <laughs> Nobody goes to the Knicks ever, ever. Except anyway, who? Except uh, who? An aging LeBron. Because <laughs> oh, the Knicks are going to take his son in the 17th round. And an aging LeBron, along with Curry for threes. Got it. Have an while I'm talking over. Uh, I, want, I, I hope LeBron gets fat. He gets the gray hair going. His son who stinks, by the way. I think Apparently, he wants to buy. He wants to buy into. Uh, he wants to start a franchise out of Las Vegas. Okay, but he can't. He's not buying the Knicks because that's no, he's not thing. buying the Knicks. No. <clears throat> Here's another thing I hate about. I, I, I'm not going to talk politics. I'm going to talk business because I'm a master businessman. The Knicks have won eight games in the last fifty years. Okay, <laughs> and they're like they're worth more than like the Dallas Cowboys. Like, how can that be? The Knicks should be worth. I think the Knicks should be on sale for eleven hundred dollars. I swear to God, like, and it would be a penny more starting at seven hundred. And you can and you can fi- and then we can finance them. You know, pay overtime. Yeah, like Chop Sports just bought the Knicks. I mean, why are the Knicks worth uh, seventy billion dollars? They stink. And I'm a Knicks fan, and I hate it. It's Dolan, uh, man. Anyway, Dolan must be. No, Dolan is uh, nobody Dolan. really likes Dolan, but he, he's making money. So uh, he, everybody's making money, and the Knicks stink. Anyway, um, we'll talk about the Yankees. Uh, Yankees are dominating. Um, so good to have Giancarlo back. Um, he's my favorite player. Still, though, it's really weird. The three players, I, I think, there's four players on the Yankees that I think stink, and they're going to bite us in the ass in the playoffs. You heard it here last. Uh, are Mr. Gallo, Mr. Higgy, uh, uh, Hicks. And of course, the one, the player that everybody loves but me, Mr. Anthony Rizzo. I don't listen. The Yankees are playing great, so it's a, and we do a show, so I have to figure out a way to bust chops on the Yankees, even though I'm a big fan. Um, first of all, Rizzo has played 105 games with the Yankees, 108 games, something like that. He's got seven errors. Okay, Chris Chambers played for like 15 years. He made two <laughs> errors. Okay, I'd rather have a young Jim Spencer at first base than having this. This guy, he doesn't hit well. And he's batting 219. That stinks. He's got 15 home runs, 16 RBIs. I, the, the guy, I just don't know why everybody loves Anthony Rizzo. I mean, I, his- I think it's because he was like the leftover of all the guys we wanted. We wanted Matt Olson. That didn't happen. We wanted uh, the guy who signed with LA, uh, the uh, Freeman. That didn't happen. So when Rizzo now- said, I choose New York, it was endearing for us. We were like, this is okay. great. No, what he's I think a, happened, an Italian guy from New York. I mean, it's going to work. <laughs> I think he told his girlfriend, he goes, hey, hey, listen, I'm going to go to New York for two or three months. And then Chicago Cubs are going to be like, oh, we want him back. And they'll re-sign me and I'll go with the Cubs. And what happened was he came to the Yankees. He kind of did well because he's Italian. And then the <laughs> Cubs were like, we're not signing you. You sucked the last two years with us. You're out of here. He's not that good. He should buy dinner for Gallo every night because Gallo is – I don't understand. Listen, everybody keeps. They've all hit home teams. runs in the last couple of games, Jimmy. All the, I know, of course they hit, but for one game, they all they all stink. Okay, these four guys. The rest of the lineup, I have no problem with. Uh, Ralph, Ralph Kiner, falafel guy, he's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, these different players are all great. They do great, even though uh, Ralph Lemayu, Kiner, that was falafel. a bargain. Everybody, everybody wants that two fifty leadoff hitter making twenty million dollars a year. He's another one. He's Lemayu's in danger of heading of replacing Rizzo on my stinks list. <laughs> And you guys, just, I like to have fun with my stinks list. It's not all accurate statistically. It just goes by when you're sitting on your couch and you text your buddy and a guy strikes out, you just want to say who stinks. And I just think Rizzo stinks. He makes errors at first base. Um, I just don't understand what the thing is about him. Um, and I, I, 
his best years are behind him, and he's not that good. I know he's in between. Chris always says he's in between the two hitters, Stanton and Judge. Anyway, um, but the Yankees are dominating, which is awesome. They're hitting bombs all over the place. They're fun to watch. And uh, another guy, which I can't really – listen, I'm not a Mets fan, but the Mets are playing really well too. So baseball in New York, I think between the two teams, they've won like 90 games so far, which yeah. is awesome. I think between the two teams, there's literally 30, 35 losses. That's incredible. Um, but you know the guy I think is just – the guy – well, first of all, the guy who is completely praying that the Mets continue to win because he would be catching so much – is this guy, I don't care, Lindor. Because isn't Lindor making like $77 million a year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he signed a big, big money deal. I think $300 million Listen, or something like that for the Mets. That's what you want to pay a guy back in 245 I mean, 245 Listen, Jimmy, 245 is, is like the league standard now, man. Like it's, the Yankees, if you play for the Yankees, if you No, mean, I'm oh, saying across the league, it's just like it feels like averages are down no matter what. So it's like 245 and and his stats, they they line up with some of the best players in baseball, which is insane. And so, so Aaron Judge just gets – an owner like so Aaron Judge should just get an ownership of basically the team. yeah basically right. he's going to get a key card right into the George's office yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> we, that the announcement's going to be the Yankees have just signed Aaron Judge for a 5 year deal plus he now owns the team thank you and good night he's like That's Roger Dorn <laughs> i just don't think this guy Lindor he, he's a, he's a good player don't get me wrong but he makes he makes big money and he's not hurt now and he i just think he's he's just a He's just a – I don't know. I don't get it. I don't – and I don't get – I know the average, but the league averages – the league average I still think is around 245. So there you go. Okay, so he's – okay, so he should be an average player, average salary, average everything. And yeah, but not, then he's getting making, paid – he's getting he's paid like a – money. Yeah, he's getting trout money, which is, again, it, everybody – I, I judge about- agent, I would just send a tape of Lindor and his money and say, listen, I could triple it. Anyway, that annoys my soul, and I, Met fans love him. But I think the Met fans will turn on him at one point. That's my prediction. Um, and I understand. Like, I'm thinking about trying out for the Mets and Yankees because I can't hit either. Well, maybe I'll make one. Maybe they'll give me a million dollars a year to bat zero. And everybody's say, Jimmy stinks. He's only batting zero. I'm like, ah, they don't go by averages anymore. They go by who's funny. Yeah, but Jimmy, out. Jimmy, uh, you fall under the category of a clubhouse guy. So they might bring yeah, you in. a clubhouse guy. So <laughs> I, I should make a half a million dollars a year. And so, like, I should be on the Padres For right team now. morale. Okay, right? Please, yeah. I'd be wearing that ugly yellow hat. Here's Palumbo. He's 57 <laughs> years old, was a decent little softball player. He's been struggling this year, has not made contact. But, of course, we don't go by that this year. And Palumbo hits a little drip. Have, you seen, his, have you seen his foul tip ratio? <laughs> <laughs> he made contact six times so far. Uh, last week was good. He fouled off four pitches last night's game. The fans absolutely love him. They're wearing the beer league hats. As Jimmy Palumbo continues to bat 0.00. .00. And he makes $11 million a year because nobody cares about batting averages. I don't understand <laughs> that. That's like saying in the NBA, nobody cares how many points a game you score. Yes, you do when you're the top paid player. Well, points Aaron per Judge, game, points per game it kind of correlates to home runs, if you think about it. Like that's like like I don't I know, care like, how many how many times a guy has a triple double. That's like you're basically your averages and all that stuff. I, I care about how many points you score. So in, in reality, I'm looking at a guy like Aaron Judge and like he's tearing the cover off a of ball. But, if he's, he's all of a sudden popping out and turns into Jason Giambi 2.0, where it's either a strikeout or, or a pop out or a home run, like the way I look at it, like this this Yankee team, it's hard for me. Look, I'm not you in that regard. Like, I'm not going to complain about a team that's no, got 43 I'm just, wins. I'm being, I'm being a jerk off. The Yankees are playing great. And I'm just looking. But just, it's like, it, it, but just, that's that's the league we're in now, man. It is. Talk to me in October when it's like, here comes Hicks, chopper to second, one away. 
And here oh. comes Gallo, three pitches, strike three. Here comes Rizzo with a popped-up catcher centers around it. Three, and that'll do it. <laughs> I just uh, – and meanwhile, Jean Carl, you know, the Yankees have a big 15 games in a row against teams. I want to see how well these the guys who I think stink. Um, anyway, Yankees are playing well. That's a good thing, and I'm happy about that. So this weekend, I had big uh, my daughter's dance recital, and Dave is not in this um, – dance recital arena just yet yeah but, but you um, stand in my living room and i'll show you because <laughs> you know i've seen your daughter dance she sucked but uh she stinks that's of course from beer league <laughs> um i had a good time my daughter did a wonderful job this was fun because this wasn't a competition this was a recital and there's nothing cuter to watch little three and four year old girls with the tutus on and dancing and the grandparents cheering and video cameras are out and everybody's going nuts. And one girl always cries and runs off the stage and the little, <laughs> little, uh, the, the instructor like shoves the girl back on stage. She looks out, she's paranoid. Um, and it was great. Uh, my, I got my whole family got to see it. My mother, my sister, my brother came last night to a show. He usually doesn't get out there too much to see that. So he got a kick and Natalie did great. Um, I really enjoy, she has this one dance that she's really, I think really good in. I enjoyed that last night. Uh, of course, you know, what happens is all the dads have to do the load in. Okay. Now, <laughs> there's 74,000 dancers in the dance company. Okay. And there's only three dads available. Like six moms <laughs> are unloading stuff and three dads. And I, I got to admit, something happened to me, which I, I actually had to like, I had to tap out, which you would appreciate. They, we have these rolls of which we have to roll out on the dance floor, like really thin uh, uh, rubber so the kids can dance on it, not on the uh, wooden floor on the stage at Kittle on High, downtown Kittle on High, <laughs> middle of nowhere. And we, the rolls, I went to go pick it up. We were in the shed of the dance place. I went to go pick it up. And at first I thought it was stuck to the floor. <laughs> now you're just the, weak. The part. <laughs> weak. I went, I went, ooh. And I, I just, I work construction. So I know how to, I can carry a two by 12 and I know how to, but I, I went to go do it again and I got it in the air and it was a younger guy behind me, like 35 years old. And I, he looked like a little, like he was more in shape. I dropped, I said, dude, I can't, I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, I can't, I, I can't do it. So he was like, what do you mean you can't do it? I was like, so he got, so he gave me a look like, yo, Jimmy, you're a pussy. And then he, and I listen, this guy was in shape. He was vibrant, okay? He grabs his role, and all of a sudden, he did the little stutter like he was – no, no, no. He was struggling too, but he, since he gave me the asshole look, he couldn't counter back, and yeah. I gave him a look like, hey, how does that feel, asshole? You know, <laughs> right. Of course, I the other guy grabbed the other end, and I kind of helped in the middle. We got these things on. And then we had to wait around the gym. You're trying to help out your kid. The dads are there, and they you know. I was taking phone calls. I had to do a voiceover in my car doing this thing. But now tonight, it starts at 6.30, so it'll end at 8.30. And I know it's going to be the same three dads. We have to <laughs> unload the whole thing. Show up a little later. See. You know, you'll well, be fine. I, I, I got to see my daughter dance. But, like, I feel like every – I'm going to be the guy that, like, like almost at the back of church – it's going to be like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing after the game? What are you doing after the show? Like, you, you don't got work. It'll be 8.30 at night on a Monday. There's no Ranger game. There's no Yankee game. No Met game. You want, you no want, to, you want to be the guy that carries the thing on the chain with the smoke? <laughs> you want to be that guy at church? <laughs> That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be the jerk off going, I need you for an hour. I need you for an hour. I need you for an hour. Because there's 10 guys. We can get it done quick. But uh, anyway, it's a great dance school. My daughter has a blast. And, uh, of course, me and my brother sit next to my brother doing it. You have a brother, so you're going to get it. It gets worse when you get older. Forget about how well you get along with your brother or don't get along with him. If you guys are at an event sitting together and 
watching any event. Your daughter, it doesn't matter. You become 12. Oh, my brother's five years older than me. And by the way, he starts to snicker about something. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking ahead going, Frank, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's like, you know, it's like you become like, I, I thought we were going to get yelled at by my mother. Like you too. Like, <laughs> it was 1975. It was like so bad. We were like, totally. You wind up like on some, you wind up on somebody's video camera, like just because of the oh, volume. No You're bad. like, Oh shit. Who the hell yeah, was like, that guy? There was one dance that wasn't that good. My brother goes, ah, that wasn't that good. And then my brother, started, my brother, my brother, who's a Nick fan as well. A couple of girls had jumps, so he's watching the jump. And when the girl stuck the jump really well, he was like, ah, there you go. Like it's, it's like somebody dunked the ball during the game. And so you're watching this beautiful dance. All of a sudden, the girl sticks and jump, and you hear my brother go, "There you go, there you go!" <laughs> like it's a twenty-five footer in a Nick game. It's so funny. I said, "Yes, and it counts on the next one." I'm talking over. It's so oh, funny. Man. You're acting like it. I was like, "Thank God, my mother was sitting on the other end. She would, my mother would, <laughs> she would hit his phone with her shoe or something like that." Mm. So, uh, my my advice to you is: I know your brother's around the same age as you. Yeah, you, you just don't sit near him at an event where you know. <laughs> Uh, you get the giggles because it's over. You get you, everybody looks at you like you're a jerk off. So, but it was a great weekend. We got one more to go. And my daughter did great. And that's what counts. So, I have some good news. Well, first of all, I had four big auditions. So, I feel like you know uh, I'm like the Rangers now. I had four big games, and uh, so far I look like the Rangers. I'm over four in my Uh-oh. big games. Uh, I didn't hear anything about my auditions. I had I had some game changers that would have changed some things around. Yeah, can you um, say where? Or? Uh, I didn't hear it. Technically, I'm I'm only uh, dead on two of them, but you know what it's like. It's like you know the cuts are coming. You know, what I mean? it's like you're a wide receiver and no one throws you the ball in preseason. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna get cut. You know, I'm coming out of Wyoming and I'm not getting the ball. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna be let go. And uh, so, but I did, uh, which I was bummed about. But I did um, actually. I can't really mention names yet. I will next week. I actually am uh, working tomorrow on a film shooting in downtown Newark. Um, it's by a big director, and it's kind of a direct booking. He knows me. I was able to chat with him. He's like, come on down. And so um, I'll be working on a film tomorrow, which is exciting. I'll be able to fill you guys in more next week. Um, I'm very excited about that. And uh, it'd be nice to uh, really reconvene with someone I worked with before, and it was a very inspirational in my career and get the, the jump started years ago. And uh, so that's fun. So I'll be working tomorrow in wardrobe and all that. And then probably a trailer, probably the trailer will probably be my car. But um, <laughs> I'm like the last minute edition, like NBA 10 day contract. You know? Yeah, I'm like a young Hawthorne Wingo. Two people just drove off the road that I said. Hawthorne Wingo. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's exciting. And I'll tell you guys more about it next week. Uh, Cause I don't want, I don't think legally I'm allowed to say anything. Um, we almost had a booking today. As a matter of fact, Dave, you not only, there was actually a possibility that uh, your daily show did not go as advertised because Chris wasn't there. We put something out on the social media about, um, by the way, I have so many people uh, tuning in to my show on YouTube here. How many we have? Uh, one? 100. No, 100. You forgot one. You forgot one. You forgot the zeros here? Yeah, okay. Yeah, 100. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we're not allowed to tell anybody that we're coming on until it's on, right? That's the rule right there. Yeah. I just, I, this, it's bus under day here, Shay. Um, <laughs> But we we put some we put a really cool video out uh, of me doing this heckle hole thing, and I was even talking to Dave about it. Dave might be one of the one of the ball breakers I bring along with me, um, and it's a really funny video. Doug uh, did a great job editing it, 
and we got a we got a call like Saturday, right? And saying, yeah, so here's the thing that annoys me. We got a we got an inquiry on Friday, and I'm like, great. Oh, Friday. Okay. Yeah, we got an inquiry on Friday. I'm like, great. Let's uh, give me your number. It was Friday night. Give me your number. Let's have a call tomorrow. Like this takes time to put together. Yeah, give me a call, video right? Yeah, there yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. A little setup. I got to call people. If we're gonna have another comedian. I got to yeah. get in touch with him. So he says, great. Uh, and then ghosts me. And then this morning at like nine o'clock, is Jimmy coming? <laughs> like, 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 they just assume that I put these videos Jimmy out there. there? <laughs> that like, I'm, I'm just this nice guy yeah. who goes to your shitty event. Yeah. I think for Don Bosco. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now the cast out of the bag. But like, yeah, he wasn't even the one like running it. <laughs> I actually know the guy. It turns out I know the guy who I love him. Um, but I'm like, you, what do you expect me to just show up like yeah. with a beer in my hand? Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be the heckle guy. Like, yeah. you got to throw me a few dollars in. <laughs> you know it. I don't know if I don't know if you actually talked to Chris about this, but he actually had mentioned this idea like a couple weeks back to me. And he's like, you know, when we start covering some of these golf outings with Chop Sports, like we have to, there's got to be a heckle hole or something like that. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I think that would be great. I was like, we got to call Jimmy. You know, like that's that's the that's the. No, that's what, what you guys can do. What, what also to all my fans out there, if you have a company that wants to sponsor a hole. Right, uh, eighteen hole little charity thing. You pay a few dollars to sponsor the hole. You can sponsor the heckle hole, and that you pay the thing, and plus you pay a few dollars to me and the crew, and we go around there with video cameras, and we were the, the heckle hole. And I guarantee you, once I get a few of these under my belt, I will be able to nail this because golfers are just fruity people anyway. It's so easy to bust balls on. I mean, they wear stupid shorts, and everybody's like, oh, they they think they know golf. It's like. It's like pickleball on acid golf. It's it's awful. And most guys are, are out of shape and they stink. And uh, and, and it's also already, nobody poor plays golf. <laughs> no, nah, like you can't be poor and play golf. golf. No way. You can't play poor and play golf. So all I want to do is just bust your balls for you know. For your, I think it's a phenomenal idea. idea. So we're gonna be we're gonna be doing more of that. But we didn't get the gig because you know we only had about eight seconds to put it together. And there's some infrastructure that goes on here from the army. Yeah, it takes time to get your trailer on the golf course. Yeah, so. <laughs> get, uh, we have drone footage and everything, so we can do a lot of fun things. Uh, but hopefully, if anybody's doing a golf outing with a little prep, and you got to pay a few dollars, but I guarantee you, better than the lame food you're going to serve at the clubhouse afterwards, <laughs> the heckle hole will be the best thing uh, that you've ever done in your tournament because it's the one we did a couple weeks ago. The guys really seemed to enjoy it. It was fun to have a good time and, and bust chops on that. Um, so that's that. Now, which brings us to well, how much time we got? We still got plenty of time, right? Uh, well, not that much time. Uh, I actually gotten I was getting involved here. I watched, um, well, first of all, Peaky Blinders dropped uh, their se season six. And I know, Dave, I don't think you're a fan. Oh, you haven't started. I haven't started. Uh, I only watched two episodes. I love it. I think that show is so cool. Um, definitely a show you should try watching. Just watch the first two or three, and uh, you'll 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 be hooked. I think um, the acting is unbelievable. The cinematography is awesome, and it's in that Sopranos thing where I love a show, and I'm not I'm not giving away anything. I love a show when people's the guy who's the badass, so the Tony Soprano of any show. Um, when they start to really fuck on him for three or four episodes, and he's got to look into the camera, and he's like. Like, okay, okay. Like, you're messing with my family now? All right. Like, it's almost, you almost <clears throat> think he's like, 
yeah, we're going to let this slide for a couple episodes. Uh, and then I am going to strike back. And then when I strike back, your kids are going to be killed. Your mom's going to be like, well, I strike back. Everybody's, I, I may even kill myself. I don't know, but no one lives. So it's that kind of thing when you watch the show, which I really, really dig. Um, but I, Chris said, said to me, uh, did you watch the show uh, Adam Sandler, The Hustler? And I said, no. He goes, yeah, you got to watch it. So last night, doing my due diligence, I said, let me watch The Hustler. It's Hustle, Chris, by the way. It's Hustle. Hustle. That's what I say, hustler. Uh, the, the hustle. And uh, anyway, um, so uh, wedding songs getting involved here. The uh, I listen. I am I am the poster boy for not being an Adam Sandler fan. Um, Billy Madison, the Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore maybe had some funny scenes in it. Uh, one with Bob Barker was funny, but like uh, the, the wedding singer, I didn't like the water boy was unwatchable. The, wow. the one he remade with uh, the longest yard. I'm not getting to an argument about this, but I think I'm aging. Adam Sandler has done some really cool stuff lately. And uh, the, the uncut gems, I thought he was great in. And I, I know he's got to deal with Netflix for a lot of money. But this movie was very well done. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It had a little rocky to it. It had some themes that have been in other movies, but I think he he had a way of doing some side remarks during the during this cut of that that were very funny. Um, and even and, and you know, I, I think I'm like, wow, this guy, you know, Adam Sandler's really good in this movie. And I think one of these days he'll end up in a movie, whether he writes it himself, I don't know, or produces it. Where he's gonna get he's gonna get some serious recognition for what he does. Um, the the best part was I didn't know some of the actors in it. Um, it's a lot of NBA stuff. Yeah. But the funny thing is, it wasn't until the credits at the end that I as realized, himself as himself as himself. As himself <laughs> I'm like, oh, I heard of that guy, but I didn't know. So if you're a young kid uh, or you're involved in uh, sports media, um, you're gonna love it because there's certain parts of the movie you're gonna be like, oh my god, that really is. Now I knew some of the older guys. Mark Jackson and uh, Dr. J. Sadly, no one knows who Dr. J is. But I, I'm like, but there was a, but a lot of sequences at the end that I'm like, I actually had to rewind the movie when I kept on seeing <laughs> as himself and go, oh my God, that really was. The only guy I knew, of course, the only young player I really knew was Trey Young because he yeah. broke my fan heart. So yeah, I knew yeah. that was. But uh, I think the movie. I was cursing I, him I, out even in a movie role. <laughs> I know, me too. I I'm like, I'll get off the screen, you. I know. Yeah. Like, I, was, I, hate that guy. I would love to know if there was like some kind of like New York downloads of the hustle during anytime you see Trey Young, if like the, the camera doesn't shake or something. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah. I wish there was like a button we could hit that says we don't like this part at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's but, called uh, fast forward, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, well, like, well, you couldn't because it was like a little quick cut. Yeah. But this movie is it's got warmth, it's got heart. Um, I think Sandler is wonderful in it. It's it's totally it's only about two hours long. It's not crazy. It's not like not the Irishman where it takes you seven weeks to watch. Um, it's it's a totally uh, it, the movie totally works. It's got a little rocky in it. They even, as a matter of fact, at one point, I won't give away anything really. There's kind of a rocky moment in it, but then they oh, yeah, reference he references it. it. Yeah, they re I'm like, oh my god, exactly. It's well, it's Phil. It's Philadelphia too, so it takes place in Philly. So yeah. yeah. Um, the fact that I didn't get any auditions for this, I have to look back. I, you know, I bet I did audition for like a ticket taker or something like that. Um, uh, but no, the movies, it's, it's a solid movie. I enjoyed it. And uh, I think it's a show that, uh, you know, kids at home should watch. I think it's, I think it's going to be a big Netflix hit. Of course, it's not like box office hits anymore, 
Yeah, but you don't. Even, but that's the thing, though. Nowadays, you don't have to be a box office hit. Netflix will pay you right. a boatload of money. It's like playing with the LIV with the golf. For now, <laughs> Just, for, now show up. for now, Netflix will pay you a boatload of money. But I always laugh at these streaming things. Do you realize really what's going on? It's almost like uh, the Netflix. I say Netflix, and I don't even mean Netflix. I mean like, oh, watch on Netflix. That means Amazon, Hulu. And it's it's this getting industry be, standard. It's getting to be insane. However, and I know Netflix makes a lot of money, and, and they, you know everybody gets thirteen dollars a month. But like, no, no, it's up realize, to it's up to seventeen now. But okay, do you realize some of the companies that back the other streaming services, little companies like NBC, Universal, Disney, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> so like, and, and Disney's like, oh yeah, Netflix has a nice lead. But does anybody until everybody stops having children? We're pretty sure that our Disney movies, which are available only on Disney Plus for seven dollars a month, like you're screw- you have to have Disney Plus, I'm sure now. I have the package. I got the it comes with Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. Yeah, there you go. Well, good luck trying to get rid of the Disney part of that. As your kids get that. Oh, I would never get rid of. They got some of the classics on there. I'm not gonna get rid of it. Oh, you gotta have it. It's great. So, uh, I'm really curious, like ten years from now, where it's all gonna filter out because. Um, some of these companies, they, they got rid of their library to Netflix, but now they're, the, the contracts are over and these companies want their content back. And um, some are gone forever, I was told, though. They, they, they sold the rights to stuff. It's just but, incredible. Uh, it, like, the people are it, always like, Amazon, oh, I, cu- Amazon, I cut the cord. Know, I cut the cord on cable. Yeah, but now you're paying $100 plus on all of your streaming services. That you have. It's the same thing. And how about when you try to read an article and you Google an article in the paper and you hit it and it's like, oh, you can get this for nine ninety five a month. I'm like, <laughs> right. It came up on Google. I want to find out, you know. Uh, at, at my age, all I do is Google to see if the guy died or not. Is he dead? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Googling obituaries. Oh, my um, God. And nothing worse than like a friend of yours. If you have a friend named John Smith and you're not sure if he's dead, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you will never like, find out. Like, did he move to Idaho? No, that's not him. <laughs> that's not the same <laughs> guy. Or 85, oh no, 108 years old. That's not my money. But uh, yeah, so we'll see. But I, the hustle, uh, it gets the Jimmy Palumbo does not stink. I think that's going to be my new review, whether it stinks or doesn't stink. Yeah, instead of thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, it stinks. It does not stink. The hustle's good. Um, Peaky Blinders is great. Uh, and also, I'm, I'm a fan of this show, First Lady. Maybe I'm maybe I'm becoming a little feminine, but in my old age, I just think yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. And anytime Michelle, you got a soft spot for Pfeiffer, I get it. Oh, Pfeiffer, listen, six seconds ago, tip in Pfeiffer, turn around, yes, and I count. Pfeiffer has done it once again. They're only averaging four and a half points a game, but a huge tip in. She can still play. Uh, and listen, Michelle Pfeiffer and Angie Harmon on my team would definitely will easily win the NBA championship. <laughs> but imagine like Pfeiffer and Angie Harmon on a two on one oh, rebound, Harmon. She's got room. Oh, forget <laughs> it. I love Angie Harmon. Uh, anyway, so that's it. That's our show. I want to thank. Oh, we got a couple things. Oh, again, we did it again. Wait a minute. Don't end the show. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. We did it again. Listen, we got to make a big deal about this. Okay. Actually, it's in my notes. I just missed it. I was on the second page. We have a big event going on on June 26th, um, which uh, Undefeated Media is invited as well. It's at Merrill Park in, uh, in uh, uh, I guess it's Island, New Jersey. I it's always say Chop- Island. I say Island, Colonia, Woodbridge. It's all the same Island, thing. Island, Colonia. It's all like, I think it literally is right on the border right. of all of them. Right. Chop Sports Media is having a huge barbecue shindig. All kinds of crap going on. Their entire family, sponsors, the whole nine yards. Uh, the Jimmy Palumbo show will be there getting involved. But of course, they're going to have something very special there. And that is we're going to have some cornhole going on there. And 
if you have a cornhole thing, okay, cornhole boards, they say, you know what happens? If your board is not level, you're just the embarrassment of any barbecue. <laughs> That's why Jimmy Palumbo says you've got to go to cornholelevel.com. That's right. This little gadget is so awesome. We got one laying around here. Yeah, I'll get it for you. Hold on. Hey, look at this. I got my – he's going to walk in front of the camera now. Uh, <clears throat> there he is right there. There's, there's Doug going by. Uh, this thing is awesome. What it does is it levels your cornhole thing. It hooks right onto the hole just like that, and it balances to, fro, up, down, gets it just where you want because you don't want to be the guy who brings a cornhole thing to the event. And, you know, you're playing cornhole and it's not level. It's I mean, not that's regulation. Just, that's not, not regulation. regulation. As a matter of fact, I refuse now. I was at a barbecue last weekend and the guy did not have cornhole level. And I was like, listen, dude, your board is way off. I can't play in the club. I just can't. It's like playing in the NBA with, you know, and the you, room's only eight feet. Kids you know, it's that. funny. You're at that barbecue and, and you're like, I can't play here. The, the, the thing's not level. He's like, well, how the hell are we going to do? Well, well, as a matter of fact, in my pocket here, I have my trusty dusty cornhole right level. Here. I got right here. Yeah. I had to level it up. It's pocket friendly. So you can bring buddy, it with you at any barbecue that you go to. Easy. Yes. Listen, they're only nineteen ninety five, and if you go to cornholelevel.com here at Shea, my my Met friend, my one of my few, I have some uh, friends that are Met fans, unfortunately, but uh, he's a big Met fan. He always wore an ugly Met hat when he played for Corona, played second base. He replaced my buddy Mitch Fishman, and I'll be playing right field. And, I, and sometimes he'd flip it around. I have to stare at this med hat the whole game. Um, and sometimes I'd yell at him, and he would throw the med hat down on the floor, which would make <laughs> me laugh. Uh, he's laughing out loud right now at this. But he invented this quacky thing called the cornhole level, and it levels your cornhole board. It's 19.95. You get 20% off if you use JP Show or Chop Sports. Put it in a little promo code thing uh, and order them. And listen, the bottom line is it's a fun little toy. It works. And if you show up at a barbecue, one of these, it, you're good for at least a half hour of comedy in front of the cornhole, finding out how level it is and the ball breaking. And he's going to be at the June 26th event in Merrill Park. What's the uh, email if you have to register for that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, chopsports.events at gmail.com. Yeah, something like that. Chopsports.events that effect. at gmail.com. Uh, Dave wasn't wasn't ready for that. I mean, um, I, I've said it every day on the Daily Show for like the okay. last like two three weeks, and I just I still All don't right. even remember. I'll 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 uh, next week I'll reiterate, and you'll get to meet Mike Caprio, who's the owner of CornholeLevel.com. Who just said he loves your shirt? He's tuning in right now. He loves I your shirt. The Corona shirt right there. Now I love you guys mentioned. I and I told Mike this. Um, the I love how you guys sometimes throw in cornhole level when it's not even like not even an ad for it. You just start. You just, when, as soon as you say cornhole, you got to say cornholelevel.com. It's part of the. We're actually that. doing. We're actually one hundred percent doing something. We actually created it and made the executive decision today that we're going to do the Chop Olympics um, at this, it. and cornhole will be involved in the Olympic Games. So that's going to be the four events. Huh? What are the four events? Cornhole. It's going to be cornhole. There's a football game that I'm not aware of. It's just like throwing a football. Long distance beer pong. Goal post or something, and you can something to that effect. Kyle bought it. We're going to bring it, Uh, and it could be horseshoes or something else. It'll definitely be. uh, It'll be done. I think we're going to get the first 16 people, 16 guys and gals to uh, to get involved and get a get a cash prize for the win. I'm going to be bringing my daughter there, so my daughter can meet your kids. She'll be a good little babysitter. There you go. She loves the little kids. And I'm sure all the events you're having for this Olympics are all the kind of events where if you give me 20 minutes, I'm as good as anybody at the event. Yeah, you know, for I sure, for sure. Things. I mean, and now if you're Chris, Chris thinks not, you're going to dominate everything. So 
no, no, he always thinks he can't play the outfield. He stinks anyway. Uh, and, he's, and he's not here. So when you're not here, you st- if, if Chris was doing a show, I would say Dave stinks. That's how it goes. Um, and, and, I'm, and many times on your show, I hear, oh, I stink. But mm. go to cornholelevel.com and buy these cornhole. Uh, it's so awesome. It really is the coolest thing ever. I like having this on like as a little gadget. I have one at home as well. And people come by, they're like, what's that? I'm like, ah, do you play cornhole? Check Funny you out. should ask. <laughs> Funny you should ask. I have to be a cornhole level expert right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check it out, cornholelevel.com. Uh, and uh, go make it happen. And Mike will be there, and he can tell you the whole story, how he invented it. I think it has something to do with he stunk at cornhole and realized, well, if I'm going to stink, I might as well be good at something. So he invented this. <laughs> no, that was one of his excuses. He, he, yeah. he probably stunk at a barbecue. He's like, you know what? The, the, the level's probably not even right. Like, the, the, yeah. the board's not even level. And it's so a that, great excuse. I would totally use it. Oh, yeah. I would um, milk anyway, that listen. Dave Stubbs, thank you so much for doing the show for me. Absolutely. Stepping in for a aging Chris, who's at the DMV, uh, I thought he, first I thought he said DMZ, like the demilitarized zone. He's in Korea right now. <laughs> What's he doing on that? So he's at DMV. I can't wait to hear all about it next week. And uh, thanks for stepping in. And I will talk to you guys later on. See you, everybody. <laughs> I think this should be the end. <laughs> <laughs>